Hi, I'm Ellie, and I've spent the last 10 years hoovering up pretty much anything that promises me enlightenment or inner peace. I love the esoteric, the mystical, and most recently, the physical practices that bring me into altered states of consciousness and allow me to experience shifts in the way I feel. What I also love is to share these discoveries with others. So I thought it would be fun to put together a collection of some of my favorite practices and have experts in those fields explain these to you simply and coherently so that you can decide which ones resonate with you. But let me give you one big clue. All roads lead back to home. And that feeling of bliss that you so deeply desire lives right inside of you. Well, today's conversation is definitely going to give you a new perspective on your brain, because guess what? You've got more than one, and it's not as sinister as it sounds. So dig in and enjoy this conversation with the wonderful Emily Jansen. Welcome. Welcome, Emmy, to the podcast. This is an episode I've been really looking forward to because you and I are constantly having long, interesting discussions about all sorts of things like this. And you are somebody who I love to discuss um, all these really important topics like boundaries and um, people pleasing and working with the physical body because you're actually so qualified in so many of these areas. So I'm really excited and thrilled to have you on the podcast. Well, thank you, Ellie, for having me. I'm super chuffed to be here. <laughs> we are going to have a very organic conversation and we'll allow loads of different things to come up. But I know that we were both really keen to touch on topics like codependency, boundaries and people pleasing, which I do believe are issues that affect every single person on this planet but to bring it back to spe a specific set of modalities. And you are qualified, you're an NLP master practitioner, you're an MBIT master coach and trainer, you're a TEDx speaker. And I would just love you to give us a basic overview of what is MBIT, what is embraining, and tell us more about your curiosity between the mind and body connection. Yeah, so... Um... I'm I'm so passionate about this, so it, it'll be <laughs> it'll be a challenge for me to keep it short and and, and simple. But basically, um, so embraining is a, a coaching modality, which is um, based on NLP, cognitive linguistics, and behavioral modeling. Uh, and MBIT is um, a set of tools that is um, that derives from embraining. And what I love about it is, um, is that, you know, the MBIT tools are really tangible. So you have, um, for instance, balanced breathing that I, that I really love practicing on a daily basis because it brings you back to the present moment and it really connects you with you. It's a, a way of, uh, it's, it's the regular in-breath of normally four to six seconds in, but by you push your tummy out, so you're expanding your rib, ca your rib cage on the in-breath, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you, on the exhale, you, um, you push your tummy back in again. So, and you do that ideally, you know, five minutes um, a day. I mean, you can do it five times a day. But it's, it's, um, it really allows your autonomic nervous system to um, have a bit of a reset, you know, because mm -hmm. especially at the moment, unfortunately, you know, with this whole like COVID situation, um, mm -hmm. we are unconsciously, you know, uh, in fight or flight mode, you know, we're anxious, mm -hmm. we've got a million thoughts in our heads and stuff. And so our autonomic nervous system, which is the branch of sympathetic and parasympathetic, is imbalanced. So we tend to, right. you know, overthink, uh, um, overthink, overanalyze everything. And when you do um, embraining balanced breathing, it really um, interrupts that and allows your system to go, okay, we can actually 
excuse the pun, breathe again and have a bit of a reset, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I have to say that um, I don't understand how I managed to go 36 years without ever um, mindfully working with breath. And it's seriously, it's only in the very recent uh, past that I've begun to notice how um, how unbelievably powerful breathwork is. And you don't have to be an expert in breathwork. There are so many different types of breathwork and even something as simple as, which I now know to call it balanced breathing, which I think I practice like a natural form of balanced breathing with meditation every day, has just the most tangible immediate and profound effect on what I always refer to as my central nervous system but I guess the autonomic nervous system is just like a more specific part of the central nervous system it's the part that you know that we we don't control in a way but balanced breathing is the is one of the gateways that you can interrupt it and influence it and I also forgot to say that uh, the embraining balanced breathing what you you do with it as well is you really focus on a feeling of appreciation in your heart when you do it um, towards something or somebody um, you know that brings you uh, a feeling of appreciation you know or can be gratitude but you're kind of like connecting with that heart center of yours with with your heart brain um, which which brings me then back to talk a bit more about embraining, um, and and why I love embraining so much is um, is is because it really kind of debunks for me what happens in your body when you, for instance, have something like eczema or um, you know like a, a skin disorder because it's it's not just a you know it's it's not just a little. Um, um, how do you call it? Like a, a, a symptom, a, a surface symptom. It's 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 a lot deeper than that. And for me, I've understood. I've really understood that there's a disconnect between your head, heart, and gut um, when uh, the eczema. And it's not my eczema. It's the eczema appears. You know. So we have. Yeah, we have obviously. So that then leads for me to say I'm kind of doing this backwards, but you know it's all in the flow. So we we are we not we don't only have one brain, the head brain, but we also have the the heart brain and the the gut brain. And embraining really uh, shines some light on how to bring flow and communication between the, these three brains. So that you can really tap into each of these systems of neurosystems and tap into their wisdom so that they can communicate between themselves. Because when um, in, you know, in, in our lifetime here at the moment, which is unfortunately very head-based, you know, the head often takes over and does a lot of overthinking. And then the other brains, you know, the heart brain is sometimes shut off because it, it it's too sometimes too sore to, to feel. And then the gut brain is not really um, doing its best job, you know, because the, the gut brain um, always protects the heart. The concept of having three brains is so, the minute you start talking about it, I feel like something ancient within me recognizes those words even though nobody's ever pointed it out in that way before I can just totally recognize yes yes what she's saying I feel that in my body what I would love you to do is to talk me through just like I know it's going to look completely different every time but for example what is what would it look like if something came up whether it's a physical symptom or whether you were faced with a, a slightly sticky situation where you could feel that your boundaries were being um, pushed by somebody, how do you check in with each of those brains? What might that look like? Yeah, good, good question. And so, for instance, I, I've actually recently had this experience where I've I've been interacting um, with somebody and 
they really pushed my buttons and I felt like a real visceral response, you know, like in, in, in my solar plexus, like a, like a clench, you know, and instead of, instead of um, ignoring that and saying, oh, that's fine, it will pass, you know, it's really about honoring that sensation and communicating Mm -hmm. with it and knowing that the body has so much wisdom to share. And even that little solar plexus um, clench, you know, has, is, is there, it's, it's, it's there for a reason to communicate with you to say, okay, that's not okay. You know, because, right. you know, not unfortunately, but, um, you know, with, 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 with my journey, um, I've, I've, I would say, you know, if I were to label myself a recovering people pleaser, Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know where where I've I have the tendency or I had the tendency to say yes to everything um and even if it felt like a no you know in my past romantic relationships I often was in a situation where I adopted the codependent um pattern of you know molding to the other person um and kind of losing my my identity and and that's so interesting because with embraining, you really learn to kind of um, uh, identify where the core, um, the, the prime functions are. So, for instance, in the gut brain, that's where your your where you can identify with um, your your identity. You know what your needs are and when you feel safe. And so, mm-hmm. for me, it was such a light bulb moment um, to realize: okay, so I want to be able to say no when it is a no and really Mm -hmm. feel it in my body and, and, and be um, happy with it. And so for me to, to do that is to actually physically, you know, maybe put my hand on my gut in my, on my gut area and to ask the gut, Mm -hmm. what is it that you need to feel safe in order to, to, you know, to, to say no with, you know, compassion to yourself and the other person, you know? And so, Mm. and it's such an, it's such an honorable gesture to do that because you're not only honoring, you know, that, that part of your body, but your, your whole essence, you know? And, um, and, and the interesting thing is with, with, with the gut brain, it's, it's uh, always going to protect the heart. And, and the heart in, in Chinese um, ancient wisdom is considered as the emperor, you know. And in embraining, um, we say that the heart leads. And the heart is basically there where our values sit, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, interestingly enough, you know, the first step as well when you, when you are um, wanting to feel uh, more connected with your decisions and feel more comfortable with saying no, etc. It's actually to sit back and and connect with your heart center and ask yourself, what is it that's really and truly important to me? You know, because if you don't know that, then you're you don't really have the foundation in in your gut to build those boundaries. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, um, so yeah. And, and from a metaphorical point of view, you know, I, I was talking about this in, in my, in my TEDx talk about, you know, the, the warrior and warrior and how it's really important to connect with both because we have both, um, within us. Right. And they mm-hmm. both have wisdoms to share. And I always, for me, my, my worry, and this might be different for, for, you know, for everybody, but my warrior is kind of always where my, where my where my gut brain is and always ready for for action when it knows what the heart wants truly wants right. you know so that it then can build the the boundaries so that i can then feel safe right. so are you saying that like a really nice way to begin working with this little golden trio of of mind, heart, gut would be to start contemplating what your values might be. What does it, what does your heart desire? And I agree with you that the heart, well, for me, the heart always has to be my, 
my my first kind of at the front of my guidance system. So would it be a case of you you begin to become very acquainted and very familiar with your true with your heart values, which I think is almost like a a universal heart frequency. Um, it's like a universal truth you begin to attune to. And then you begin training almost your gut or like your relationship with your gut brain so that you can start to build a, a um, like a resilience with your physical body to begin actioning those heart values and creating boundaries and relationships that reflect those values. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I am. And, and you know, that's, that's one way of doing it. Obviously it depends that the, in the situation, the, of the situation that you're in yeah and actually if I if I was to really to go at the very beginning it is to really do balanced breathing first you know to slow time down to connect with your breathing so that you know you can allow the energy flow in your body to to have a bit of a, a break because you might be um, you know, super stressed, super anxious, or you might be, you know, um, stuck in, in parasympathetic where you're frozen, you know, so coming mm -hmm. back to balanced breathing is a really good start. And then when mm -hmm. you're in that, um, well, for instance, if, if we're going to talk about boundaries, that is a, it's a, it's a safety um, uh, issue, you know, it's, do I feel safe enough to say no, you know? And mm -hmm. in order to do that, if you're not connected with your heart values, it will be really difficult because you don't have like a, a point of reference, you know? And then obviously yeah. once that it's established, you can communicate with your head because we don't want to let our very intelligent head brain out of the equation. And then you can start making meaning of that and, and to, you know, come up with ideas as to how you can communicate with your, with your partner or with your parent or whoever, you know, you mm. want to communicate more clearly with, you know. So it's really um, allowing the, the different brains to actually have a chance to express themselves. Um, mm. Yeah. This is so brilliant. And actually, I really want you to expand on something which is, mm -hmm. you know, a potential lifelong lesson for all of us, which is, um, and something I've been exploring a lot recently, um, the role of our mind, like the relationship we have with our mind, the, the sort of correct relationship to have with the mind and perhaps where we're having this, this, um, unreal relationship with the mind because I think a lot of us walk around on this earth fully living with the mind as the boss where our mind makes decisions for us our mind makes judgments for us and in human design you would say that your mind is just a processing system which allows you to process information but you would always then pass that information downwards into your various energy centers to make decisions whether you're an emotional authority or a sacral authority, but you would never allow your mind to make decisions. So I'm always super interested to hear, okay, so if you are saying that your heart is where you hold your values and, and your heart is the emperor, what is the role of the mind? How can we have a beautiful, balanced relationship with our mind? Where does the role start, but where does the role end? That's a really good question. And as um, well, some people used to call me the queen of meaning making, you know, I'm like, I was, and I'm still like, you know, it's, it's, it's what happens when you have a very vivid imagination, you know, you start, you make up stories, you know, and, mm -hmm. and then you think those stories, these stories so much that you think that they are reality. And so that is one of the unbalanced roles of the head and it's um so what the head is actually there for in and when you want it to be useful for for you and the rest of the body is to you know to to plan to structure to mm -hmm. um perceive and and think right because mm -hmm. and the highest expression of the head is it is creativity you know 
And when you're able to really tap into the compassion that is from your, in your heart for yourself and others and tap into the courage of, that resides into your gut, in, in your gut um, when you feel balanced, etc., that's when your head can go, can be really creative, but from a very different place than when you're just connected in your headspace, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I find that really, really interesting. And I believe even if one just focused a year of your life to really observing where your mind is, how much of the show is being run by your mind, I think that would be an incredibly illuminating practice. But it's also really good to hear what we can use it for. Yes, absolutely. And and like you've said before, we, we live in a society that has trained us, that has conditioned us to uh, be very head-based. And that's, um, that's not obviously always ideal because then we forget to tap into the, the wisdom that is in our heart, you know, that we, that's why some, when, when you go in and work in corporate, for instance, you feel so disconnected sometimes to your boss because they're only head-based, for instance, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's a, it's a real, it, it's, it's a, how do you say, it's a huge stepping stone when you say to your head, okay, I know that you are used to doing all of the job and, and that's okay, thank you. You know, always expressing gratitude to it because we don't want it to be like, upset because that's where the ego is if you want but you know Mm -hmm. it's about asking the head are you okay to share your responsibility now with the rest of the body you know Mm. um so sharing responsibility with with the different brains is um is is a really cool invitation actually to you know to plant Mm. a seed for your head to go okay and you know what sometimes you know, when I'm in a coaching session with a client, you'll get resistance because the head's like, uh, no, I've been doing the job. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> I'm doing a great job, you know. So it's about then pacing and doing more balanced breathing so that you can tap into the um, balance again through the breath, etc. So, you know, we're, we're, we're wired in a certain way and we have so many patterns that have been set um, you know, through, throughout our, our existence. And um, it's, uh, it takes time sometimes to interrupt that pattern, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with regards to juicy topics or juicy studies like boundaries and codependency, which are very, very intertwined, how can we get curious about our own boundaries? How can we start to explore and contemplate the whole subject of boundaries and codependency through a framework of, like you said, an invitation? So what would be some really fantastic beginner tools for beginning to get curious and interested and investigating our own relationships with boundaries and people pleasing? Where can we start to look within our own lives? What signs could we begin to notice in our physical body? And what would be some really like beautiful introductions into, yeah, using some of those tools to begin to explore where we might be slipping into codependent behavior? Yeah, so when you find yourself, for instance, wanting to save other people, I don't know if that rings the bell with you or anybody else, that's when you sometimes, you know, slip into uh, a codependent behavior. And also, I, I listened to this amazing podcast yesterday with Mark Groves, who spoke about codependency as well and it's not a it's not a bad thing you're not a bad person if you have you know tendency to be uh, codependent you know it's it's all something that mm-hmm. you can rewire you know so I just for me it was such a huge relief to to go okay I'm I'm not weird I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not a bad person 
And so basically, I think it's about really, first of all, bringing awareness. So from an external point of view, um, where when you when you are with people, um, mm-hmm. you know, really feel into how do you feel when you're interacting with these people and when they are triggering you and when you feel like it's when you want to say no, but you feel like you actually have to say yes instead, you know, that's like a boundary, like a value clash, you know, and that's where you're like, okay, that doesn't feel comfortable and not to judge yourself and go, okay, I need more time to think about that, you know, and, and to not take any like um, quick decisions because the gut where, you know, where, where the, the, the center of, of safety is and identity needs time to dwell on things, you know, their head is a lot quicker in processing. So right. it's about what I, what I do. And when I experience this, you know, like solar plexus clench, what I, that I described earlier, mm-hmm. it's really about honoring that. First of all, being aware of that, knowing that the body stores so much wisdom for you. And if you're willing to listen, that it can share that with you and stepping back, you know, like slowing time down um, and saying, I'm going to sit with this and contemplate, you know, a bit like um, what, what mm-hmm. we do as well in, in, in Gene Keys with Richard Rudd. Mm-hmm. It's, it's um, so I think that's really useful um, from, a, from a boundary point of view and, and checking and not judging yourself for going, well, that doesn't feel right. And so clearly there must be something wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just experiencing resistance and it's really important to go, okay, so this doesn't feel good, what's important to me, and let's sit with this, you know, so that you don't right. then regret any, any uh, quick reaction. Outcomes, or, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and I have a question. So let's say that you're having a conversation with somebody and they say something and you feel the clench. Mm-hmm. And you're like pretty seasoned and pretty aware of your own body at this point and you're like okay I am feeling a visceral reaction here um what the hell is like why has this triggered me so much we've got three brains we felt that we felt the gut clench yeah which other brain might we be able to call upon in this moment to help us tap a little bit deeper like okay what's really going on is it do we need to ask the heart to dive a little deeper into okay, what's, what's lying beyond, what's lying underneath this surface crunch? Or do we call on the mind at this point? Like, which of the brains do you personally use to start unraveling? <laughs> I love your questions. And I'm smiling here, even though you can't see me. <laughs> and I love I this it. because, <laughs> because <laughs> what I, what I say um, to really clear the air and it's like using the Swiss diplomatic card, you know, and we've sure, both lived sure. in Switzerland, so we know how this works. <laughs> but it's, it's about saying the words and it gives you so much space immediately and puts away the judgment. You can just say to the person, that's interesting, you know, instead mm. of saying, well, I don't agree with you you're wrong, I'm right, you know, so when you say that's interesting, the person then doesn't feel any judgment from you. And you can just Mm -hmm. say, look, um, and then always talk about yourself, like, don't criticize the other person, because then you're you're entering a, you know, a, a, a a conflict um how do you say um zone like yeah conflict zone (laughs) if you say well you're wrong I'm right goodbye you know that's really not ideal so when you say that's interesting and you can say well that doesn't feel good you know my my I I don't feel good this is like I feel Mm. something's come up for me um I need more time Mm -hmm. to reflect on that and and then Mm. you can say like you know um, honor your heart and, and if you really want to connect with, with the intelligence of your heart as well and actually just put your hand on your heart and say well this is, this is really important to me and so I want to go away right now and 
you know, contemplate on this some more before I, I say anything. You know, this, this is the kind of situation um, that, you, that you can use when it's a really hot topic and you know that uh, you want to find a solution for both, probably, right? Because we want the other person yeah. as well to fully understand us. Absolutely. That is such a good tip to just pause by saying, that's interesting. Um, so for anyone listening who knows me, next time we're having a chin wag and I go, mm, that's interesting. Now you know what's really going on below the surface that I'm like, ah! <laughs> but I'm buying time. <laughs> no, but that's a, that's a really amazing technique. And I would also add to that, that um, this is this is such an invitation for us. You know, you pause and you bring it to yourself and you say, yeah, this is feeling interesting for me. And then then begins the exploration into your own heart wisdom. And then this this actually opens up a door to a whole other discussion, um, which is around becoming really familiar with your own heart wisdom, which is a lifelong practice and one that I think is the key to understanding life. And actually yeah. you could, and I've never, and I've actually never extended that to gut wisdom and, and head wisdom that like it's this like talking about it in the way we are today is an introduction into those three wisdoms and into those three brains but i i'm sure you would agree and you would invite the listeners to embark upon a lifelong relationship building with those three brains and that the the more time you focus on getting to know your own heart wisdom getting to know your own gut wisdom and your head wisdom and becoming intricately familiar with each of those so that you can feel immediately which of those voices are speaking up and then understanding how to balance them and that doesn't just come overnight this is a, a practice and such an important practice because it it just means as you say that you can take the emotional charge out of conversations that when you do feel a crunch you can understand it's happening in the physical body and that you can to a certain degree I, I mean, I believe that we can use our physical body to process anything coming in, anything incoming, process it as energy, feel it in the physical body and say, okay, I'm feeling agitated or I feel a crunch in my solar plexus, which I, by the way, know that feeling very well. I get that whenever I feel threatened um, or intimidated by somebody, I get this like burning feeling in my solar plexus and I feel like I'm in danger and I, you, I very often get it with females that I find intimidating or a bit scary. I get that feeling. And it's a really good practice to stop the immediate um, mind. So like the feeling will come into the physical body and then our mind starts going a million miles an hour. Oh, you've got that feeling. That means this and that. And it's about pausing, allowing the body to process that energy as pure energy um, and this this was taught to me by Heather Waxman and saying, okay, this is just energy. It cannot harm you, like you're safe and allowing just a pause so that you can process it with the physical body, which is neutral in that way. And then that gives you time to then not jump into one of, into the mind brain, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's just, a, it's like a creating a little buffer zone with multiple awarenesses going on at the same time so that you don't react and um, allow an emotionally charged situation to become into, you know, an overflow. Yeah, completely. And, and I, I love everything you just said, because it is so true. And what we're actually doing in that process is really honoring our body and its whole essence. You know, we're not saying the head is bad. Don't ever listen to your head ever again, because it's got a lot of wisdom too you know it's 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 uh it filters so much information it's incredible and mm -hmm. and so if if we actually allow you know the balance balanced communication to happen within us um you're giving your 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 body um also from a you know a healing opportunity you know emotionally and physically too and I also want to say, you know, if you if you suddenly, you know, you're you're doing some work or something comes up and, and, and this and, and a thought that really triggers you comes up, but it's not helpful for you right now to to deal with that, you know. 
I, I love, and this is what I've learned during my NLP Master Practitioner course, and I use it often um, with myself, and I invite my clients to do the same, is to, when you have a, a thought that triggers you, for instance, to go, okay, again, to say to yourself, that's interesting, you know, so you're not judging <laughs> mm-hmm. that thought, and actually put it, you know, in a, in a little bubble that you can call, you know, your personal history museum, that you can lock mm-hmm. it in there and go, okay, when the timing is right, I'm going to connect with that thought, not right now because right. it's not useful. And that way, you know, your mind is like, okay, well, you're not dissing me, you're not judging, right. you're just putting it to the side, you know. So that is also like a Brilliant. really beautiful way of respecting your thoughts, you know. I just thought I wanted to add that. It's bound creating boundaries with your own thoughts. Like, okay, I'm just not going to deal with you right now. <laughs> like, I'll just pop you here, but don't worry, I'm not dissing you type of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 that way, you know, you're you're not judging yourself by doing that. And believe you me, and I'm sure you can, you 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 you'll agree with me. When there's a thought that really wants to be, you know, acknowledged, it'll come back. And yeah. at moments where you least expect it and you're like, oh, I thought I dealt with this when clearly I haven't. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And do you know what? I have to say that um, one of the main learnings that I've, that I've had come through recently um, through working with plant medicines was, is around the theme of acceptance and around and, and thoughts when they come up that whenever a thought comes up, let's say that you're trying to meditate or you're trying to sleep and a thought comes up that carries an emotional charge. I think so many of us, I mean, definitely this is me. So many of us will be like, uh Oh, this thought doesn't make me feel good, which means it's wrong and like this situation is wrong so the fact that I'm feeling bad needs to be changed and so you quickly use some kind of method to change how you feel whether it's thinking about something nicer or trying to release it through the breath or whatever it is basically you're doing everything except accepting that thought and letting the thought itself know that it's safe to come up and this has been life-changing for me to the second an uncomfortable thought comes up I now say okay you are totally safe like thought (laughs) you're totally safe Mm -hmm. and I I I literally open my body to it so like if I if you imagine it like a little tadpole before I would just try and push it out but now I just let it swim freely through my body and I'm like come up like you're totally safe and I no longer label my thoughts as good or bad based on how they make me feel because I try not to label the emotion that comes up as good or bad I try to just label it as energy or or very neutral so it really can build up a resilience around full acceptance and full neutrality to give your thoughts the respect that they need and that is a brilliant um, tool that you gave us to sort of put it into a little bubble and one of my friends Mackenzie Marsloff she does that with because she has so many different business entities that she works with. And when she's trying to focus on one and a thought or an idea comes up from another, she will actually communicate to the to the business entity. She'll be like, okay, thanks, cacao drinking chocolate. Thank you so much, but I don't have time to honor that right now. But on Friday, I've put time aside to honor you as an entity. So please come back on Friday. And so she just has the, and then, she's like created these really amazing boundaries with all her different businesses that are energetic boundaries and and it seems to really work for her where then the thoughts do feel respected and they don't feel ignored and so they they relax I guess and you don't have this push-pull energy between you and your thoughts in the same way that you would have it with people or your own children if you just constantly try and push them away when they demand your attention kind of thing. Yeah, and it's and it's again, it, it is about it, it's tot I, I love what you just said. It's it's about respecting yourself, right? And say, mm-hmm. not not saying, well that was that was bad, you know, bad, mm-hmm. um, that was right, that was bad. And when you say about, you know, energetic boundaries, um it's so 
it is that and and the energetic boundaries as well we can use them you know with our hands you know when you I don't know about about you but you know when I sometimes I I feel stuck and and I and actually can feel you know the energy fields outside outside of me and sometimes it's just really empowering to 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 shift the energy um you know with with your hands away so that you can create more space around you mm-hmm. now i'm not a you know a reiki practitioner but let alone you know the you know um we have so much energy in our hands right and Absolutely. so clearing clearing the the energy with our hands to create physical more space as well is really um amazing too um so i i'm yes. i assume that it will be as well for others because what's personal is is universal so that's another technique that you can do um as well I love that I absolutely love that and the technique that our uh, maestro taught us during the plant medicine dieta I had the other day last week or the week before was how cleansing water is and one of the my favorite practices that have come out of this dieta was to have showers I've started showering. I've never showered before. No, I'm just kidding. It's to have showers <laughs> specifically. I could have just let that go. I've begun washing for the first time. <laughs> it's to have finally to start using. <laughs> finally. And do you know what? Life's really changed for me. People have started being a lot nicer. That's no, interesting. It's to, use, it's to use showers specifically with the intention of cleansing my energy field. And it's really interesting because sometimes I have um like a really bad headache and I'll actually go into the shower stand under the shower head allow the shower the water to go from my crown and like on my crown hot water and I and I hold a really specific intention for the water to cleanse my energy field from the top all the way down and I just it's like swimming in the ocean but you can have just as an effective energy cleanse with, with your shower water and I'm so glad you brought up working with the energy field because that is completely connected to what we're talking about. And you do not need to be a Reiki practitioner to to begin working with your own energy field. And in fact, Reiki is just working with a with a with a different energy field and a, a life force energy. But your own energetic field is personal to you, and you can very much work with intention and with your hands to cleanse that. You could even probably use that technique in a similar way that you do with the connected breathing to bring yourself back into harmony so that you can begin to tap into your your heart brain, your mind brain and your gut brain from more of a balanced place. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we, we could we could talk about this for another hour, probably. But, you know, <laughs> there's the the um, your there's something called the heart rate variability, you know, that has been created or or um there's a there's something called the heart the heart rate monitor it's like a little device um that you can actually measure your heart rate variability and it's been uh, built by uh, the heart math uh, institute in in the states and grant susalu um was actually in in partnership with this uh, foundation in in the states and i actually got a heart rate monitor myself and you know when when you're stressed the the red light will definitely be on and and the and and so the the aim of uh, the exercise when you use your heart rate monitor is is for the red light to disappear and i can't remember now if it's green or blue i can't remember but you know it's it's really about looking at your the heart rate um variability so the different um if it's a regular heartbeat you know and so if your your heart rate is is regular then it means that you're congruent you know and therefore you will feel balanced because um when when you're really stressed obviously your heart rate will be very hacky and irregular so that's another way of of you know monitoring um your your heart health hence your whole body health as well and just one more question, Emmy, because I feel like this would be really inspiring for people just looking forward in their own lives. Do you feel, and if so, how, like, do you feel that through just acknowledging 
the presence of these different brains from looking at our body in this way from tuning into those innate wisdoms and becoming more familiar with them through checking into our values you know which reside inside our heart wisdom through understanding our gut brain and, and the values of uh, the safety and and the resilience within our physical body through this practice has it helped you to create and understand like stronger core values and what you really want in life and has it had this like effect this long-term effect which you can carry forwards like have you seen tangible changes in your day-to-day life from working with embraining yeah definitely and and it's interesting because a prime example is um, when I just, you know, um, when I was um, about to enter the stage for, to do my TEDx talk, oh, you know, nice. I, oh, my gut was like, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? We're not going out there. And my head was like, oh my God, but what if you do this and you forget this, whatever. And I had this feeling of just like wanting to throw up. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is really not helpful. And then, you know, what I really did, and and this is what happens when you really tune in with your intelligences often, Mm -hmm. it then becomes like almost like a gift because then I reminded myself and I put my my hand on my heart and I thought, okay, what's important here and for what purpose am I delivering this talk, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I knew it, it was about delivering the message and I know that the message was powerful and that's why that's what got me onto the stage. And then again, that shows me that the heart leads, you know, it was just like, okay, we're doing this anyway, even if, if I was, excuse my French, shit scared, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But so it, it gives you, it gives you this innate courage to, to, yeah, to, to, to be more you. And, and, you know, it's also, as a as an overthinker, you know, I don't like labeling myself, but you know, it's it's sometimes you just overthink about stuff. I mean, we're humans, right? And it's about being human becomings, you know, it's we're never static. We always evolve and that's the beauty of life, right? But it's yeah. it's about taking things less personal and saying, "Oh my gosh, now I've overthought this again. I'm a bad person and I'm a failure." You know, it's it's about saying, "Okay, that's interesting. My I'm overthinking about this or, you know, and what is it that I can do instead? Um, so it's mm-hmm. about, it's, it's about bringing flexibility in your day-to-day life um, of how you're processing things and being more aware of what is happening when you are worrying and coming back mm-hmm. to, to um, yeah, what, what is actually really important to mm-hmm. to yourself and so I mean I I've moved around so many times in in my life as 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 you know and mm-hmm. but it's it's that inner knowing that you that I am doing the right thing for me and so with embraining mm-hmm. you're actually really able to make wiser decisions for you mm. um by tapping into the different intelligences in in your body so I hope that answers mm. the question, but it has really given me yeah. a lot more clarity and courage to do things authentically, you know, with creativity, um, compassion in my heart for myself and others. Um, yeah, it's it's been a journey, but it's so it's such an opportunity to really start listening to our body more. Yeah. Wow, drop the mic. That is uh <laughs> that's it right there. That is a beautiful beautiful reflection of yeah, how your life has begun to flow in much more of a natural authentic state and I absolutely love it. Emmy, if people want to stay up to date with you, what is the best way to do that? And if people want to work with you, what are the ways that you work with people one to one or in a group? Tell us how people can find you yeah so you can I've got a website it's emilyjansencoaching.com I'm also on Instagram 
um, which is, I believe, Emily Jansen underscore coaching. Um, and also on Facebook. So Emily Jansen coaching and, um, yeah. So, and, and on that you have on my website, for instance, you can, you know, send me a a message in the contact, um, page or, Mm -hmm. you know, message me on, on Instagram, private message me. Um, yeah. And I do one-to-one, uh, coaching, um, at the moment and I haven't, got any uh group coaching um sessions organized at the moment but um I'm sure that will change at some point um yeah brilliant oh well Emmy this has been unbelievably interesting useful illuminating and I just know that this is going to be the most beautiful and powerful invitation for everybody listening to start to really pay more attention to the different intelligences that we house within our body. And this has given me so much food for thought and has tied together so many threads into into more of a tangible tool. And I'm definitely going to be looking into embraining. And um, thank you so much for your beautiful, coherent and eloquent summary of something that I truly believe will become huge in the in the near future and much more mainstream. Oh, thank you. It was such a pleasure. I love jamming with you. It's uh, it's mm. always so uh yeah, light and and fun and I think that's we need more of that in life. <laughs> Wasn't that just so blooming good? It just shows how the body is so much more multifaceted than we give it credit for. And I hope that this is just the beginning of your journey of beginning to differentiate between the different modes of being. So have fun and make sure to get in touch and connect with Emmy to learn so much more about so many more things. <laughs>